Welcome into Defeating the Curse, the foursome, the rare, the, I mean, as rare as a shooting star, the foursome is in the house, back talking sports, back talking Redskins football. I don't, I don't even know, really know where to start, to be honest. Uh, preseason game last week was kind of bobo, we'll get into it. Um, injuries, losing players again uh, before the season even starts, that stinks. The team not really doing much as far as you know as free agency goes, and that was kind of expected at this point. Uh, Two thousand players will eventually get cut, and I'm sure some of them will find their way onto the skins to backfill some of these positions. So we'll get into all this stuff. But uh, first, welcome in to uh, FP. Say hello, my man. What's up, guys? How's it going? Where you been? How you been? How's your summer been? Good, man. Everything's been good. Just uh, you know, dying at work and reading Redskins articles that. On the government's dollars, so, I figured you, know. you were probably the most out of all of us, just anxious for football season to come back. Is that? Oh, uh, very, very, yeah. very much. I I check out half of our podcasts. I'll I, be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> well, it's good to hear from you. It's good to have you in the house, uh, LP. Welcome back. How's your summer been? Hey, hey, been great. You know, just just doing the suburban life thing. Orange Theory. We <laughs> we need a whole <laughs> segment on just Orange Theory um check checking out <laughs> steve how are you i'm good i came uh i came here under false pretenses i thought we were going to talk nats you guys bamboozled me okay well, what, what are we talking about we got a first place team and we're talking about a, a team that can't score seven points in a preseason game they can't score any points they can't it, it was so painful it was so painful i mean it was one of those things where you you think maybe man those steve spurrier preseason days of uh putting up 50 burgers on people and whatever. I mean, it is the preseason and, and internally in our own off air, you know, WhatsApp group. Um, I, I was panicking and I, uh, you know, and, and FP was the first one to kind of come back and, and say, no, you're, you're kind of being an idiot. It's just the first preseason game, but I didn't see anything positive at all. Did anyone see anything worth noting that was positive out of this team? Absolutely. In of course. I definitely saw, no, I saw a couple things that are positive, but, um, this is the first time I ever took notes during a game. I took notes during this game, and I just want to read look you off. P, look at that. My Good notes: work. Fuller sucks. Fat Rob still sucks. Trustway is probably the best player on the team. Play calling not so bad. Terrell Pryor can't catch in the run. Uh, Samaje sucks. Holt McCoy still sucks. Robert Davis <laughs> sucks. Zach Brown did all right. Uh, nobody has me excited on this team. Those were my notes. Well, you're not an you're not an excitable person as as we've come to know. So, uh, no one should be shocked <laughs> that you're not excited about something. But they're, they're you know you're saying everybody sucks. Whatever. I, I want to just pick on one person. Um, the one the one player I wanted to see something out of was Terrell Pryor, and it you know and it's it's not a fair criticism, but I just feel like he can't catch a ball in stride. And I don't know if that's because he's new to the position. I don't know if that's because the 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 two the two balls that were thrown at him were just not good passes. But I, I, I see guys like Odell Beckham. I see guys like even like Dez in, in just in regular, boring training camp practices, making spectacular catches and doing things. Have you has anyone seen a single highlight out of prior this entire offseason Absolutely. over the last two weeks? No, he is he's had some incredible catches down in Richmond and there's videos that went viral and and he 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 has great arms and hands and like you you can see it he's doing one-handed catches left and right the thing you why have to realize jump? is why can't he just catch a ball without listen, jumping listen if because you, he's su- he's super athletic he can jump you, over anybody hold on, hold on if you watched the play where he missed that pass from kirk kirk and tp need to work on their timing in game time speed right you can do whatever you want in practice game time speed that's this is why preseason is important because you have to practice those routes and that timing game time speed and Kirk threw it a little high, a little, a little behind him. And TP tried to extend, but I mean, come on, why are you gonna kill yourself for a, a first possession in the first game of preseason? He just kind of let it go. But to say that you don't know if he can catch balls, anybody that ha- can get a thousand yards receiving from poo-poo quarterbacks on the Browns clearly has the ability to catch balls. So that's not the concern. And there's honestly no concern with it because you have Kirk, a new quarterback, throw or a new quarterback for TP throwing him the ball and TP a guy that's over five foot, nothing. So Kirk actually has to change how he's aiming and, and the, the, the velocity of the ball. 
it, it's going to take some timing, right? I mean, that's all it is. It's all it is is just ironing out the kinks because practice is different from game time. And honestly, preseason is different from regular season. So that's why but, second game, you need to see them, the, the ones play a lot more. And Gruden already said that's going to happen. But at the same time, we don't, we can't be confident of with what we saw in in preseason week one, um, but we can't also you can't get too high and you can't get too low. It's it's it was just one drive with the offensive line. Um, they let people in the backfield left and right. It was not a good outing for the offensive line. Kirk was a little off. TP probably didn't look like he wanted to play. There was nobody else on the field that they needed to cover. I mean, the opposing defense didn't like who else is going to catch the ball with Crowder out with Jordan Reed out. With Doxon out, like yeah. what? What Ryan Grant? You're not gonna like. There's no attention on anybody other than TP on that first drive. So yeah, I, I wouldn't, that's I fair. wouldn't let that's it get, fair. get it's fair. To, is TP solidified as his nickname? Because that's kind of an awful nickname. We got we can come up with something better than TP, right? I mean, he, they're just copying DTC at this point. There's LP, FP, and uh, TP. It's just a weird nickname. <laughs> I don't know. It's not. It hasn't grown on me yet. But I want I want to bring Stevie into this too because there was one player that him and I were discussing. Uh, we were all discussing, but Steve seemed more more excited about one defensive player uh, more than anything else. And uh, you know, game time decision, he gets pulled. He doesn't play injured hand, and that's uh, one junior Galette. Stevie, what are your thoughts? Hamstring, not hand. No, no, hamstring. He was, he was, was he pulled for a hand or for a hamstring? I think hamstring. it was a hamstring. Okay. Um, and my thought is, we're talking about the preseason. I, I have. Oh God. <laughs> I agree with Steve. I don't even care what he says. I agree with Steve right now. Joe, you just literally created an entire narrative about Terrell Pryor off of one pass. It's <laughs> because I'm I'm really good at what I do. Okay, that that's, that's, that's no, called you, it's called talent. No, you're Rick. Okay? You're like the rest of the fans that that are already that they checked out and and they think the building's burning off one possession. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Joe, and I'll tell you what, guys. The, the, we had the best game possible for game one. Because the injury list. Oh wait, wait, wait! I forgot about Chet Murphy. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> I was gonna say we, we came away uns- unscathed. I, I'm have, pretty I sure Stuart Cravens came away uh, a little injured too. So you know the whole Trent Murphy thing is really Overrated. like it sucks that he lost. But like I was telling LP as soon as it happened, I was like, that's the one position on defense where I don't care if we lose a guy because that's the one position on defense we're actually not. That's like we're not that thin at. So okay, sucks for him. He was gonna miss four games anyways. Yeah. So if you're gonna lose a a star caliber player, that's the one you want to lose. So but eh. but I'm telling you, the the um Sua Cravens injury is definitely something to watch out for. The guy slated to start um, you know, at strong safety. He uh new position for him and He's had the injury history, and he's not the fastest recover- recovery Who, who's person. Back? Who's backing him? It's D. Hall, Blackman, Monte Nicholson. DeShazer no Everett is going to go first team this week. So it looks like DeShazer is going to get the first crack at it, but who knows when D. Hall is going to come back non- on the field if he even makes the team. That's a, that's a really Blackman. You know, LP, that's a really good point because he's the, you know, he is backed by non safeties. And that's been a knock on this team in the secondary for a while. Um, so everybody's big on, on on Swearinger coming over because he's an actual safety. Cravens is, you know, as far as his professional career is concerned, he's 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 switching into a position, but he did play it at SC. And I mean, that's but not all really not well really. Documented. I mean, the the USC safety position that he played there was more like a, a dime linebacker. Yeah, he's he's always been a hybrid guy. That's that's kind of been he's his. He's not a true safety. This but he's, is his first year at true safety. But he's miles better just in the pure athleticism department than anybody backing him up. Yeah, but his knock is coverage, right? And what out of all our safeties, I mean, what has been the the Achilles heel of our safeties is coverage. So, but again, that, looking back at it, I, I think of all the safeties safety. you want to lose, you want to lose a strong safety over a a free safety. So what I'm saying, like. You want to lose your strong safety before you lose your free safety. That's that's more replaceable than your free safety. I'll take neither of them. I'll take neither. I'm obviously, obviously. Captain. <laughs> yeah. Th- thank you so much. This is that's uh, wow. That's, that's real, real, real journalism right there. What, what, we're talking about which player you'd rather lose uh, over the other. How about we just, don't lose any and just, we don't play in these stupid LP, preseason? LP. 
you know, this games. It affects Steve. Great point. Yeah. He makes a great point. One step forward, two steps back. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to Trent, I think there's a silver lining behind Trent going out, and that's Ryan Anderson getting bumped up uh, on the depth chart. We all knew. Ryan Anderson's not really injured. He's bubble wrap injured, right? He's uh, let's not put him out there too much. It's but hard. he's not injured. So hold he's, on, him FP. You, you played. You played. You the closest to actual competitive football <laughs> than any of us. Okay, we're uh, we, we we commentate on a sport that we we all love, but you're the only one that's played it at a competitive level beyond like Pee Wee, right? So um, I just want to get your take on this, right? What is the thought behind like full speed hitting each other? for real in the preseason in training camp in practice um versus you know and like risking injury versus not really doing anything and getting ready you know maybe you're just rusty weeks one and two like there's really two very different schools of thoughts on this and you know like training camp really comes from an era where players weren't full-time and guys had to get back into football shape so they were i don't know like Whatever they do during the during the the summer months, and then they would go to training camp to get back into football shape. So well, a, a lot of it has to do with like like you're saying, like just the cobwebs and, and shaking off the rust. A lot of it is you just have to remind yourself that getting hit isn't as scary as it is, right? So from a viewer's point, some of those hits look brutal, but when you're actually playing, the, it doesn't hurt, right? The equipment is there for a reason. It doesn't rattle you as much as it looks like it does. Sometimes you just have to get back in that mindset. And then sometimes when you're doing walkthroughs or, or training camp or just a regular old practice, you'll go and hit, but the, that, that pop that you guys hear and all that, that's really just coming from a big hit as in like full surface on surface collision. But when you're going game time, like you're using all your strength, you're leaving your feet, you're literally like trying to crush the person in front of you. That's what you're not doing in training camp. That's what nobody's really doing in preseason because everybody knows you don't have to go 100%. That's why Ryan Grant looks amazing every training camp because he's the only one doing that. But at the end of the day, players are getting hurt in meaningless preseason games. That's the point. And and it's Uh, probably not needed to have four of them. uh, LP, you're a two preseason games are enough guy? Two is two is more than enough, in my opinion. I mean, you maybe you you have scrimmages. Or I like the new rule that the Redskins proposed of you know the ninety man cut um, after game four of the preseason. I do like that because at least for game four of the preseason, it, you're playing you know pretty much a whole bunch of players that aren't going to really make the roster or be at the back end of the roster. So I think that helps. But I mean, there, we see it time and time again, like Romo injured last year in preseason. Um, just so many people like the Teddy Bridgewater injury. There's so many people who just lose out on the, their careers on the season because of stupid preseason injuries. There's a lot of big injuries, but there's a, the, the thing that the media doesn't kind of differentiate is the, the, the big injuries and like the, the scuffs and bruises, right? So if you're, if you're a Ryan Anderson or if you're a junior Gillette or you're whoever, and you have, like you have a bruise or you woke up and your knees sore. It's the same thing with the Nets, right? Like you're like, ah, it just feels funny. All right, well, everything is not as important as the season, so take a day off, whatever. I mean, the the, the problem is games, those small injuries build up. No, and it's come a on, small man. knee come now. On. That's, that's and then you deep get app hit. right there. That's deep app. Like, come on. You, you, your, toe, <laughs> your toe hurts, your knees sore, whatever. Just play through it. You're, you're getting paid millions of dollars. So don't be like, but oh, FP, do we see it preseason. all the time. Players, like if they're injured, they're injured. They can't play. What do you no, want them to do? But think about it. Did you see this back when, well, even Erlacher days, right? Did you see this early 2000s? Did you see this late 90s? I mean, no, because they were on Steve roids. Convinced- yeah, exactly. They were on roids. <laughs> that was the golden uh, or- era of sports, man. It was great. I'm, I'm all for roids in sports, to be honest. Why not make the players better, bigger, faster, stronger? It's entertainment. It's no different than the than the warriors in the Coliseum. Just drug them up, and if they want to do it, just can, do can it. Can we lock down? Can we lock down like an HGH sponsor? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Orange Theory doesn't for everybody, right, Stevie? <laughs> some of us need a little. Some of us need a little boost. What did uh, What did Ray Lewis take? Like uh, reindeer blood or something? What What did he use? No, Rick. It was it was antler antler extract. Antler. Oh yeah, that's I so think you much. Drink it or than... like rub it on your bones or something. You know, <laughs> I uh, think but 
LP touched on something here, like less preseason games that everybody wants to see more scrimmages. Um, Redskins are unfortunately in a miserable position where they have this agreement with Richmond, like the hosting training camp. They're not close enough to do a scrimmage with anybody. And it's been few and far between. And no one's just going to come into your into your training camp without you returning the favor. So, um, you know, it is kind of annoying. You turn on like uh, you turn on ESPN or FS1 and some beat reporters covering two teams that are scrimmaging against each other. You look at like the like the Chargers and the uh, and the Rams have had like they had I think like four mixed practices or scrimmages or whatever aside from like in the in during their training camp weeks. And those teams actually looked considerably better when it came to their preseason game, and it's because you know they they actually got into live speed or simulated live speed in training camp. The Skins aren't in a position to do that. I think this Richmond thing is actually more problematic. It it, it doesn't help the team uh, that they're in Richmond. If they were at least, it doesn't really help them that they're in Landover either or or in Ashburn. But if when they were in Pennsylvania, they had. I think three other teams within a two-hour drive uh, from them. Um, so you know, it'd be interesting to see if they can, if they move training camp to somewhere else and maybe get more of these simulated scrimmages and that stuff because that, that helps. That'll the never happen. Brucey, that's like one of Brucey's legacies. He's never going to get rid of uh, Richmond. Look, I, I think the thing we really need to talk about is there's becoming a, a habit going on with this Redskins team under Jay Gruden where they're getting off to slow starts in the beginning of the season and they're having to come uh, and kind of work their way out of a hole and kind of finish strong. And they are finishing strong towards the end of the season. But the question is what is going on with them that these first three games, they come out of the gates one and two offense looks super sloppy. I mean, that's the real concern. I, I'm with you LP and with you FP and with everybody preseason stupid. We need less games, blah, blah, blah. But going into the season right now, the question is, what is Jay Gruden doing to make sure that they don't get off to a slow start? They don't look the way they looked on Thursday night, which, again, I agree. Preseason's stupid, and you can't uh, base anything off of one drive, one series. But what I'm talking about is basing things off of the last two, three seasons where they've fallen off to begin with. I mean, they have a pretty easy schedule out of the gates. There's no reason That's... they shouldn't come out three and one. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, as far as Gruden is going... At least he has changed his stance from last year. Last year, Kirk didn't play at all in the second game. Everyone gave him crap for that. This year, he's like, Kirk and the ones are going to get significantly more snaps in the second game. So at least that's trending in you're, the correct you're direction. You're happy with that? Yeah. What does that mean? I, 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 uh, I think you have to play. I don't want... Don't be afraid to play your players in preseason. LPs so like you, all the injuries you, and all that stuff. You, you let them play. Let them hit each other. Let them get it all out of their system. Then game one, you're ready to go 100%. So you, and, you, and you, you wouldn't kill Gruden if Cousins tears an ACL on Saturday night against the Packers. I mean, Please don't Brid say that. Brid Bridgewater hurt himself on the, on the sideline in non-contact. I mean, injuries happen. Honestly, okay. let I mean, uh, you'll be well, the f well, you would be the first one pulling your hair out <laughs> and the, like course, burning no, the building course, down if Cousins goes I, out with an injury. But, but think about it this way: if if Cousins gets those extra snaps, and then third need game him. you play, he everybody need needs them. That's what I'm trying to say: is everybody needs them. Everybody's coming off being so, wait, 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 vacationing like how, millionaires over the off season. You need to get hit. You need to go full speed. You many, need to get your timing down. Our, our how many, how many snaps? How many snaps does Aaron Rodgers take in the preseason? More than Kirk probably took last year. I, I bet you he doesn't. I mean, Adrian Peterson made a, a habit of never playing in the preseason. And the superstars rarely play. How many snaps does Tom Brady take? That's, I mean, that's an even better question. We're, we're paying this guy equal or more than, than half these, you know, than what? All except two, three quarterbacks in the NFL. So, all right. What's so the then you can't like you can't have it both ways, right? So if you want him to to sit in bubble wrap during preseason, and then games one through three, we start slow because he's ironing out the timing with all his tall receivers that in in game time speed. Like, which one would you? Which one are you going to complain about F more? FP offense does not need to get hit. Offense does not need to get hit. Defense maybe needs to needs to do the hitting, but. I mean, the whole objective of offense is not to get hit and to get in the end zone. Why do you want these guys to get hit? I don't like, want them let, to get. Let, I'm, let I don't want Kirk. I don't want Kirk to go out there and get sacked. 
I want the the lineman to go out there and have somebody going full speed at it's their face. Yeah, I want somebody to go out in their face and make them realize, okay, I need to chop my feet a little bit more. I need to get a little bit lower. I need to actually they extend my arms. Practice, no, they don't because they're playing with their boys. You're playing with your own team. Nobody takes that seriously. Nobody takes practice seriously, period, okay, ever. And in, in high school ever. in Vienna, Virginia, where everyone is white and <laughs> rich, sport, maybe they don't take it seriously. Sport. Even when you're, watch, when you're watching We're the We're talking about practice, practice man. <laughs> practice. Even talking joke. about practice? When you're watching warm-ups with the Nets. Anything? No. All goofing around, getting loose. Same thing happens when you watch the clips of training camp. Everyone's goofing around. You see them mic'd up. Everyone's all okay, jokes. But, but that begs the question, FP, is do people goof around at a Belichick practice? They don't. Are people messing around that, see, at a Belichick practice? Well, great question. If and, not, then it's a Jay Gruden thing. I don't know I, what I, you're watching, a, FP, but I don't see them goofing around at, in, in Redskins practice. Yeah, they, they may talk to each other after. But from all the clips that I've been seeing, they're not messing around. Come on, do you get do you get clips of Tom Brady talking about Creed and Nickelback and, and goofing around? No, maybe, Tom maybe local all... media gets it, but but we're talking here I... about a an, an established an organization that has established themselves as the best and one that should be trying to mimic the best. And we don't do a good job of mimicking it. Like we don't. Uh, there's there's. I mean, we can we can talk about. There is a more. Look, Chris Russell talked about this at length last year and got killed for about the pinball in the <laughs> well, locker room. And he room. still gets pinned uh, right, for and it. and all that stuff about like the the team is just more casual. And I'm not gonna say it's a good thing or a bad thing, but the best teams in the league are they do not approach their sport. It's not a sport. They don't approach their job casual. Right. So there there is a big difference here, and I think it is fair to look at Gruden and say, why do we start slow? To Steve's point, and I'm looking at the schedule here: Eagles, Rams. Raiders Chiefs I mean That's we know harder we, than you think it, it's well the Rams have always had our number okay the, the Raiders are I mean that's not a bad team the Chiefs are probably the worst in the bunch but the Eagles are a division rival as well so two and two or three and one is 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 the only way that they can start because the the the, the rest of the schedule it's really difficult and especially that like the the we're not going to rip four of five or five of six to end the season against Cowboys, Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos, Giants. That's not going to happen. So we cannot come out slow and expect to see playoffs at the end of the season. Um, but frankly, it's a valid. I think it's a valid criticism of Jay Gruden. Like, why does it take two, three, four games for this offense to find its stride? Why are we still evaluating who our running back is going to be? If you remember last year, people weren't happy with Matt Jones early on in the season. The fumbling only made it worse. But why were we so so slow to make a switch? Why was he penciled in? Like, Fat Rob came in and yeah. played played better. I mean, that was just the bottom line. That's an evaluation of talent issue, and it and it's We've supposed to be it. taking care of during training camp and practice, and it it, it consistently has not. Now, like Gruden, We've seen it time and time again. One second, we see the time and time again with Gruden where he doesn't pull the plug on a player unless it's catastrophe. Like it took. Kirk Cousins, his first year, four back-to-back-to-back-to-back interceptions. It took it took Colt McCoy. It took Robert Griffin. It took all these players, like, uh, catastrophe for them to change. It You saw Matt Jones last year. It took him, what, two back-to-back fumbles until he was pulled. Um, and it was, like, week after week. So you're right. Gruden does not pull the plug on players. And maybe that's the criticism of him. And maybe that's why the team starts off slow. Look, I mean, he's definitely a player's coach, right? He's not going to go hard. He's not going to go Belichick on them and and put the fear of God in them during a practice. But this has been a problem longer, way longer than Jay Gruden. This isn't a Jay Gruden problem. This is a Redskins problem. And it's whatever's happening within those walls. Maybe nobody's really afraid of Dan Snyder. Maybe they're all just chilling there to get paid. And when they leave, cool, we, we leave the team. I mean... It's a uh, it's it's a big thing. I don't know. Yeah, look, and we we've talked about this, and uh, uh, you know the the curse of the non one o'clock games with the Redskins. I, I I don't know if you guys looked at the at this recently. I know we talked about it way way. I mean, it seems like many many years ago at this point. But we only have three one o'clock games through the first ten weeks of the season, including the bye. Okay, like that is not good for Redskins fans. And in fact, we only have three the rest of the way after it. Like. Like we we've I know we've all discussed this that we like to see the Redskins at one o'clock local market not national broadcast games we don't get that at all this year 
Okay, like the spotlight is going to be brighter and more consistently shined on the Redskins this season than it has probably in any of the recent years that I can remember. And the expectations that come with it are, I mean, through the roof. So Cousins, I'm not worried about. He will find his rhythm. He's Look, every season he's put up some clunkers every once in a while. That's going to happen. It's all the other moving parts here, right? Like that's what concerns me, and that's why the slow start becomes so problematic. Well, the, the slow start also becomes very important this season when you have an Ezekiel Elliott suspension for six games that if these guys, if the Skins can get ahead of this and kind of build up a nice little lead, then, I mean, it's really going to put a dent in Dallas's ability to go back-to-back on the division. The one who I'm, I'm more afraid of, I think the Giants are going to have a really strong season. I think, I think the Giants are going to be better than the Cowboys. The, the Giants will have a really strong September to Thanksgiving, and then they'll fall off, and then they'll find a way to make it through end of the year. That's what the Giants do because Eli's noodle arm. Well, if the if uh, we know if the Giants can get into the playoffs, anything goes, and they're the one team that can beat the Patriots. So I think that offense is going to be. Big. I'm actually I'm afraid of the Giants and the Eagles. The Cowboys don't scare me at all, and everyone's going to see that Dak Prescott is. A fake as soon as Ezekiel Elliott's not there to bail him out with his well, runs for the first six weeks. They won't see it with that offensive line because that offensive line the is offensive line where they where they lost two guys. <laughs> Who Travis Frederick? They still and, got uh, Travis. Was it? Doug Free. No, Doug Free sucks. Hey, he was still a staple on that line though. Andre Andre Carter used to take him. <laughs> oh, AC. <laughs> Redskin for life. But are you are you prepared to watch uh, McFadden, who is not a bad running back, or or Alf, basically put up like Zeke light numbers. I mean, they they the running. I'm not worried about that team from a running perspective. I, I don't expect the the Cowboys to be as competitive as they were last year, simply because there's more film on on uh, on Dak. I mean, and that that's just part of the NFL evolution of a of a quarterback and just maturing right. in the game. They're not going to be as good. The Giants, you say what you want about Eli Manning. The guy is, a, is consistent and a proven winner with real talent at the receiver position. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eagles and they just got did, better. The Eagles probably did the most offensively, you know, to to bolster their, especially at the receiving core. I mean, to the point where they just they just they just traded uh, they just traded Jordan Matthews for for what like a, a bag of potato chips, like for nothing. <laughs> like they these guys. Like that's oh, another they, team. they traded for they traded for Darby. They needed that on on defense, but but I'm saying they they just I mean they are not that dissimilar from the Skins and basically saying we don't need the guy that was our number one receiver for the last several years. We're just because we true. reloaded. I mean they just reloaded. That's a that's a good team as well. So the the NFC East I, is I a much Nick, better uh, division than people give it credit for. I think Carson Wentz takes a step back as well. I think both him and him and Dak are going to take a step back this year. But uh, Carson Wentz is going to have the same trajectory as a Roethlisberger. I don't think he's going to go backwards. No, just like just like with Dak, with a, a year of film on him, that teams are going to be able to adjust. And and you saw his teams adjusting to him towards the end of the regular season. There, I mean, they started what like they were what five and one or something, something ridiculous at the, the first five six games of the season. I think it was just like one loss, and then it completely fell off. So yeah. teams will adjust. I mean, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. But the Cowboys don't have to do. I mean, if you if you look at their schedule too, and I don't want to talk about them much longer. But if you look at their schedule as well, they open it. They open at the Giants, then they got Broncos, Cardinals, Rams, Packers, 49ers. Like if they go, let's say he, let's say that that his six games is upheld, um, which I think it probably gets knocked to four, maybe three. But it, let's say it stays at six. They only got to go three and three because the rest of the way, like they finish the season: Falcons, Eagles, Chargers, Redskins, Giants. They could go four and one or maybe five and two over the, the second half of the season for them. Like it just, it looks better. The skins have to start off fast. Um, it, you know, as skins fans, we are in prime time a lot. We're in four o'clock in prime will, time constantly this season. I so, will say one main reason we need to start off fast is that early buy because we are not a team that can handle an early I'm buy. I'm not a fan of the week five buy. I, I hate it because if we do start fast and we do catch on, and and let's let's say best case scenario scenario you go four and one highly unlikely I know but let's just say for this argument you go four and one when you come back after that buy you're probably going to drop two of three three of four for no reason other than you you forgot how to play yeah but, but I mean, here's that, what that's I'll say guys team. here's what I'll say and I've said this year and year again the good teams find ways to get over these things like yeah, we are not Patriots a good team an, we are not, not a good, good team. team that's what I'm saying. 
Let me finish. <laughs> and if you're a good team, you'll be able to do it. So the team is going to get tested early. Let's see it. I'd rather I'd rather know early than late because I'm done with heartbreaks with this team. We're going to win. You know Let me know early. You know what's funny? I was I was telling LP when we were watching the Ravens preseason game. I was like, man, this is a really good game to have right now because we need to see that we suck. But then I started thinking about it. I was like, only a Redskins fan would say that. Only a Redskins fan would be like, this is the perfect game so that we could see that we suck, so that we could see that we have so much more to do, so that we could start the season without high expectations of ourselves and know that it's going to be a fight. When you look at a Packers or you look at uh, a Patriots or even like the Falcons, they don't say that anymore. They're just like, all right, we're a good team. Let's go out. Let's play smash mouth football and let's get our W's. And for us, the Redskins fans, we have to convince ourselves that we need that hard, hard earned lesson or whatever, so that we could figure out that we can be good. That that's that's like your one sign that we're not a good team. FPS. I think we're we're, we're sleeping on the biggest story uh, in sports right now is Scott McLuhan on Twitter. <laughs> Has everyone been been following this? Okay, this is incredible. You can basically tweet anything to Scott McLuhan right now, and he will give his opinion on anything. Guy thinks Kaepernick's still a starting QB. Yeah, but has he has he said anything negative about anybody? I've been following his tweets. He's he's super positive about everything. Well, he's trying to build his business. He's okay, to get, yeah, he's <laughs> unemployed. But Kaepernick no, is he's not. Start, he's he's back Cap to doing his uh, private start. scouting uh, service. Uh, oh, hold on. Uh, before we before Ed, Ed Scott, uh, I wanna, listen I wanna, up, Scott. If you need any employees, I'm I'm here for you. LP. He doesn't have LP a job. LPDTC.com. That I don't know how that helps you, honestly. Like you're asking an unemployed guy for a job for a job, but look, he has a scouting service that he sells to other teams. I don't understand how you think you're a good scout. <laughs> hey, that's a Do fair it. criticism. I want to go around the around the horn here. FP, um, let's go uh, over or under seven and a half wins for the Redskins this season. Oh, I'll say over seven and a half. LP over seven and a half wins. Over. Stevie. Um. Just say I'm it. Under, under. Would you shut He's up? Under. under. He's going under. Are okay. you even a Redskins fan anymore? Are you a fan yeah. of anything other than the Nats? He's because just a I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, He's just exactly. a realist. He's just hey, a realist. They're not used to it. Okay, they're well, not what about you, Joe? No, I'm going over. I'm going way over. We're going to Super Bowl. I already told you guys. I told you this <laughs> there, about months ago. There's your Redskins fan out there. Coming, your... from, coming from the guy that thinks Terrell Pryor can't catch because he missed one pass in the first It's okay. He's going to prove me wrong. I, I'm, I'm, listen, a Redskins fan, whether I want to be or not, this is my team and this is what I this is what I expect every year. But but one... because, because I have no faith in Bruce Allen, they have to win this year and making the playoffs or, or the NFC championship game is not enough. So they are going all the way and then I don't really care what Bruce Allen does. Because well, he'll have satisfied the fan base for the next fifteen or twenty years. Um, but I want to, um, I, I want to talk about a few other things around the league. We talked about, we touched on the Zeke stuff. Kaepernick, Kaepernick, and Griffin continue to be out there. Griffin got a workout uh, a few weeks back with the Chargers. I don't think he's going to play with anyone in the NFL uh, this season unless another catastrophic injury happens. But frankly, Ryan Tannehill goes down, and Jay Cutler comes out of the uh, the, the broadcast booth to backfill that position. Um, you know, do you guys do you see either of these guys making an NFL an NFL team? Forget about playing a game. Will either one of these guys make a roster between now and the end of the season? Stevie, let's go you first. Kaep- Kaepernick should be on a roster, and he should be a backup quarterback in this league. Yes, he's talented enough. Uh, did, did he start okay. eating steak and meat again, or is he still a vegan? Hey, <laughs> the dude's got wheels on him, and he proved that he can throw it. More than uh, RG three. Okay, so you, yeah. you think you think has, has he decided to stand up yet? Yeah, I think Kaepernick uh, will get picked up. I think uh, a team's just waiting for an injury to a quarterback, and they'll sign him because things didn't go well for him in Baltimore. I mean that that went. But you that went What's crazy is what's crazy is you have teams calls him out. You have teams like the Jets or whoever that <laughs> you shouldn't even have to wait for an injury. <laughs> you you can't just go have for the a immediate guy. upgrade. Oh. We can let's just talk about the football part of it, and then we'll pivot to the the, the social the football the social part, part of it. He's, he's talented enough. Forget about the, the yeah. The football part of it is if you're a team like the Jets and you see a Kaepernick, he's a he's an immediate upgrade at your position. I I don't think he's I, I mean I don't to the starting quarterback. Yes, I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. The guy the guy the guy did have four passes last year for negative one yards in a game. Like I think you you're you're forgetting how awful he really really was. At times you guys are remembering year. Super Bowl Kaepernick. Who, who Super Bowl did Kaepernick he, is gone. Super who Bowl did the, Kaepernick who, doesn't who, exist who, anymore. Who the did the Niners have? 
Those after Harbaugh left, who up. did the Nothing. Niners have? After Harbaugh left, what did the Niners have? Nothing. No, but they you're talking zippy. about lightning in a bottle. You're talking about RG3 season uh, from 2012. No, no, we're not saying RG3's trash. Nobody should Kaepernick sign him. Had, Kaepernick had the same exact, the same playbook. Run, 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 the pass when adjusted. you have to. The league adjusted. I, I agree with LP There's, on this. LP, do you, yeah. did either one of these guys make a roster this year? Me? Yeah. Uh, oh, mean, no, 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 no. Two no's. Uh, FP, do either one of these guys make a roster? Kaepernick, yes. RG3, no. I'm surprised. I, honestly, I'm surprised. I don't think Kaepernick makes a roster, and it's because of the, the social baggage that he brings with him. Uh, you, you can't put him in New York. You can't You can't put a guy who hates America, sorry, on, on a team where the lifeblood of the league is conserv- like a conservative fan base. You can't do it. Especially, just look at what happened. No. Just look at what so, happened. Look, look at what's happening in Charlottesville. Like just look at that's a microcosm. How are you gonna how are you gonna compare Charlottesville and then look at Kaepernick and say he hates America? Uh, Obviously, there's a little separation between what the two um, the two okay, conversations. Okay, I'll, I'll explain did. it to you because it, I'll, I'll explain it to you like a five year old. Okay, like some people in Charlottesville, bring it up. Sh- some people in Charlottesville were like, "Oh, Robert E. Lee is a sign of the Confederacy. We have to go pull his statue down." I, which is basically what ISIS does, but. That's a, that's a different topic altogether. So this like insisting on rewriting history because somebody was triggered and offended is stupid. Now that event was then counter protested by actual crazy people. Okay. Actual legitimate crazy people. More who, crazy than the Nazis. I mean, no, I think they're, I think they take the cake as crazy people. I don't think there's anyone crazier than neo-Nazis. You're saying that but the guy sitting down is just as bad as Nazis. <laughs> that's not that's what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying no, no, is no, the that, fan base. What I'm saying is the is the is the generic NFL fan will not allow. A, how many people were I'm going to boycott the Ravens because Kaepernick? Like, how many people were saying I'm gonna I'm not going to renew my season tickets? Like, I know there's a part of every fan that's going to pull for their team no matter what. But frankly, if if the Skins for some reason went out and brought Kaepernick in, I wouldn't cheer for the Redskins because the guy like the guy is is the opposite of Joe. Joe, at the end of the day, if Tom Brady wore a, a, a mask over his face and had a, a burnt cross that he was throwing around in people's uh, whatever, every team would pick him up. Okay, but, it's not well, about that's because about that's his. Guys. But you're right, Steve. But that's because his talent exceeds his problems, right? That's that's the Clay right. Travis. That's that's his whole. That's the whole motto. With Kaepernick, it doesn't exist. He's just he's just a social liability. Like a, I mean, he's Michael Vick but, without yeah, the rehabilitation. But, 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 point is we shouldn't talk about the social aspect because like we just agreed the physical talent trumps the social regardless of absolutely not with kaepernick here's the thing guys you're saying hold on hold on steve with kaepernick if a backup quarterback is starting hold on hold on on, your season's over you're saying and if you're saying kaepernick kaepernick has enough talent that a team should overlook that he's un-american what i'm saying is any player is judged on talent not on their political stance Okay, but you're saying so that he you're saying that he will start or he will at least make a roster for him to do that. Then someone so, has to look at him and say, right. "I'm willing to deal with the baggage that comes with this clown." Yes. Okay. And and the reason I think people will deal with the baggage is because I think it's going to become a lot more prevalent in the NFL. We've already seen it with Marshawn Lynch. On I was Saturday just going to bring up Bennett. beast mode. He, he, Nobody's he's, talking he's not, about it because he's beast mode. Is that is that what we're getting at right now? Yes, it's well, a time it, it, because he's on a team too. I mean, yeah, that's like that, Bennett does it too. There's been a handful of players that did it. Bradley Beal did the whole black, all black, or whatever he did in DC. It, it's different when you're the pioneer of it, and when you're just like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It's different when you don't along. suck. It's different when you when you have when you have the right, ability. So now, now we're arguing about whether or not he's good. I'm yeah. not arguing. I'm about. saying, I look. I'm saying he is not good enough to make an NFL roster, and on top of that, the baggage that comes with him is just too insurmountable for a front office to convince their fans that this guy is worth a roster spot. And Joe, I'm, let me ask you this. The baggage let is me, getting smaller because more players are doing it. That's all I'm saying. Joe, let me ask you this. If he Great didn't point. do that, would Kaepernick be in the league right now? If he if he never did that and stood up every game, would he be in the league? He no, never, because he's... Oh. No, he, he would not be in the league because... because him and RG3, if you strip away all their off-season or all their off-the-field nonsense, RG3 with all of his baby mamas and his his like his passive-aggressive twitters and like praise Jesus, but like at the same time taking digs at everybody. Push all that stuff aside. On the field, they were the same guy. Monster arms, run first quarterbacks, couldn't stay healthy, and ultimately, ultimately, Kaepernick didn't have an injury issue. Defense adjusted to them, and that's why neither one of them is in the league. Look at Kaepernick, Kaepernick and. In whatever his Super Bowl years, and compare his guns to what they are now. 
He's got to get yes. off the vegan diet. Vegans are not for athletes. Exactly what I was trying to say at he the beginning stay. of this conversation. Okay, but but you're not going to... Look, look. Just if we're going to compare their off-the-field nonsense, RG3s is a lot more palatable to a lot more people than what Kaepernick's is. Now, they're on-the-field talent. I would probably say RG3's probably slightly better quarterback in a pocket what? than Kaepernick is. Absolutely. No. I, I don't know. You he guys, can't even read a passing tree. At least Kaepernick's an actual Joe, quarterback Joe, that can Joe, play... Look, Joe, he, he, this guy was a snap away. I mean, I mean, he took Michael Crabtree to the Super Bowl. That was his number one receiver. Okay, that, I mean, Kaepernick was a you know, top five uh, quarterback that season. Before teams adjusted to him. He, he came in to replace well, the okay, rodeo clown you should, quarterback you should call guy. call Deshaun, Deshaun uh, Watson and tell him that he's got no shot in the league. Do you, think Deshaun, do you think he has a shot in the league? Do you think he's going to start for the Texans? Hey, yes, we're going to he preseason games. He, he lit it up again. He's not going to be getting 100 yards a game rushing. Tannehill, Tannehill goes down, and Cutler comes in from the fo- from the from the phone booth, from the uh, rest in peace phone booth, from the uh, from the broadcast <laughs> booth, and and you saw I sent you guys the picture of him, and his, I mean he even he's not happy to be a Dolphin, but like that's a team where the fans don't care because they don't exist, and even that that ownership group said we can't bring in a guy like Kaepernick. We just can't do it. Does, does anybody know how much the broadcast booth was going to pay him this year? Uh, Cutler, Romo's making 19. No, sorry, 9. 9, nine for Romo, I think. And, 19, uh, damn. No, no, 9. 9 and 9. And, and uh, I want to say Cutler was on, I think he was getting 2. 2, okay. So he took a $3 million pay raise to go lose 3 games and get hurt. Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> No, I mean, he, but he wanted to play. Romo was the one that said he didn't want to play. Like, he didn't want to play. And, 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 but, but just to get back to Joe's point, which I think is fair point, but what I'm saying is uh, let's see in the next two months the landscape of the NFL and how it looks. And I would step out there and I would venture to say that Colin Kaepernick will have a lot more uh, support than we're, we're – we're assuming, or than he has at this moment in time. And that's going to support come from players. I think... Um, There's when- always going to be two sides of the fence, though, Steve. <laughs> and fans will always be on both sides. So no matter what, I don't remember is, is a team going to take that risk? Decisions. I don't remember. I, I didn't know that Dan Snyder... We can I mean, do sway you, Dan Snyder. Do you remember, do you remember did when you Mike see Vick what the Ravens was, did? Do you remember when Mike Vick they was on his way back? They took the fan pulse. Do you remember what happened with the Eagles when they signed, when they signed Mike Vick and the... And the not, it wasn't like Peter, a riots, Peter, but Peter Peter protested. Not Peter. For, for people, the minutes. people, fans also protested him, and they did like until he started throwing touchdowns. Exactly, that's all that matters. That's fair. That's fair. Until he lit us up on Monday night. Oh, <laughs> it was the worst, right? Monday night massacre. The worst. Um, sorry, I got heated there, guys. I, I get the, the Charlottesville thing. Hey, I don't know. Are you guys following it? Good Let's for are you? Have you been following the the craziness in, in Charlottesville? It's it's absurd, honestly, that something uh, that. Crazy is happening like a stone's throw from uh, from where we all live. Is anybody following it? I, I can't. I can't I'm, turn it off. I'll, it's I'll, sad. I'll, it's. I'll say without diving into the politics of it because I don't want to be either side or whatever. I don't want to talk about that. It it sucks because it's people that weren't from Charlottesville. And Charlottesville, if you don't know it, is such like a peaceful, calm, quaint, like friendly. Everyone drinking wine and going to microbreweries and just having a great time. It's crazy that it happened there for a statue. I mean, we am I mistaken? Don't we have a Robert E. Lee High School like five feet away from us? Like it's it's crazy that just one little statue did that. Yeah, well, you know, we've seen this now throughout other parts of the country. I mean, there was a um, there's like the, the white um, that white kid that went into the the black church in the south. You know, he was in Charleston. And, yeah, I mean that was a horrible situation too. But somebody saw on his Facebook that he was holding a Confederate flag, and then they wanted to ban the Confederate flag. Like that's that's the part that, like, this isn't a political stance. It's just this hyper like overreaction to everything uh, from a historical perspective. Just doesn't make sense. Like I'm a history absolute. Like I, I love history, and I've I've read way too many books about like the Confederacy and the Civil War and all this other stuff. And it's just it's it's honestly from a place of ignorance when people are like, oh, we have to take down. All of the uh, all of the Confederate uh, or perceived Confederate monuments—they're not <laughs> monuments, right? Like he's a historical figure. It, it's it, honestly to me, well, it's I no different it's, than the Redskins' name and the the fake controversy around everything Native American oh, yeah, needs to be changed. To it's be honest, same. in my opinion, the the sad part of it is that it, 
that people were killed, people were injured, and that's not what's being talked about. It's about people's political views. Like, yes, I don't right. care what your political view is. Like, everyone's entitled to their own. And people who know me know I don't know the the first thing about politics, but the fact this of the is matter true. is that people got injured, people died, and that's not what people care about. And that's the sad part to me. Well, I think I think you know to Joe's point, <clears throat> I think we need to kill the ideology of hatred, whether that's you know, radical Islam, whether that's Nazis, whether that's, uh, you know, uh, whatever. We need to kill the ideology. And, and again, you're saying people focusing on a statue. And I, I agree with you. We shouldn't focus on a statue. We should focus on the ideology of hate. And if there are certain symbolic uh, statues and stuff that, that increase that ideology, that should be looked at. Yeah, I mean that, that's fair, but a Robert E. Lee statue, or a, I mean, there's there's so many historical landmarks, especially throughout the South, that have more to do with the local history of that person than than any significance uh, on a wider scale. Like the Confederate flag is not a racist thing; it just happens to be hijacked by racist people. As a you know, it's it's just one of those things where it's unfortunate people don't like in in our day and age, like we are everyone's a product of their time, right? And we live in a time where Unfortunately, nobody like we we don't teach civics anymore. People don't take social studies in grade school. Like people don't know history anymore, and everyone just reacts to what somebody else reacted to on Facebook or Twitter. And that's how things to to FP's point. That's how things get so crazy so quickly. You know, it basically just causes people from not Charlottesville to descend upon a city and destroy it um, without fully understanding. Like people just, I, I don't understand it to be honest, but. It's crazy that like we live in a time now where the the extreme right and the extreme left dominate the news, they dominate like they dominate the discourse and everyone in the middle which is 99% of people are basically left talking about things as if we don't have a voice because yeah. you know I miss the good old days when nobody had a voice. That was the best. That's the best. It was the best. Yeah. Well, and you can see it's dominating sports too. I mean, this is a sports podcast and we're talking about politics here. So Well, when you have like a beast mode and you have the whole Kaepernick thing and you have all that stuff happening, and then you have Joe's favorite broadcasting channel, ESPN, force feeding <laughs> it down your throat, it's gonna get discussed because especially during the dog days of summer and, and boring, horrible preseason games, you need to generate the media. That stuff's gonna get brought up. I haven't watched ESPN in Three years. Uh, I haven't watched. Yeah, I haven't watched a second of ESPN since the NBA fi- the NBA playoffs so, ended. Other than so, PTI, PTI is still awesome. I can't even watch eh, that. No. The last yeah. time I I was at a bar, they had PTI on. They had like four nobodies that I didn't even recognize, and I, I, I'm pretty sure they were like high school around the horn. You mean refs? Um, maybe it was around the horn. I don't I'm know. pretty sure we're four nobodies. We we would be. We would be love to take yourself. that on. Hey, actually, talk about nobodies. Did you happen to hear what was being broadcast on 106.7 The Fan this weekend? I called in trying to get, trying like hoping, praying that CK or somebody that's in charge over there would answer the phone that, that and just tell them, like, we will come in for free. We will come in for free and fill any unused airtime. Please don't ever make us listen to the, to, the, to the best of insert show ever again on a Saturday. It's just nuts to me. <laughs> um, maybe one day, one day. But anyway, let's get out of here. Um, I, I have nothing further to say. Sorry, I got heated. Uh, let's go around the horn here. FP, anything to add? Uh, we didn't talk about it, but Phil Taylor is doing a great job at nose tackling. If he turns into a <laughs> hard, hard hitting stuff, okay? I was gonna say if he if he turns into a diamond in the rough, I'm all for it. I love it. If that if that position is taken care of, I'm a huge fan. LP, you're gonna give me something on uh, on Bob Marley's nephew here. <laughs> Bob Marley's nephew. That guy played with passion, man. That guy was that guy was passionate. He's a little short. He's a little short for a linebacker, but he's passionate, and then he wears Alfred's number. So I'm like, is that Alfred on the field? Nope, it's Nico Marley. But I did want to talk DC United. Wait, I just saw everyone fall asleep. Never mind. Go par- Paul Ariola. Ariola is his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are five-year-olds. Um, Steve, <laughs> Steve, anything to say? I'll give you a little Nats nugget. Steven Strasburg pitched tonight in Potomac, uh, Woodbridge, Virginia for the Peanuts. Pitched five innings, gave up two hits, looked really good. So all signs are pointing towards him. He'll be back very, very soon. 
you think Bryce comes back for the playoffs or too early to tell? He'll be back for the playoffs. The question is whether he'll be back before that to get his rhythm back. I could see him coming back right at the playoffs and having a tough time, but tough, tough loss. Not as tough as it could have been, though. It's true. It could have been a lot worse. Hey, and the pitching is improving, so that's a plus. Oh, yeah, Tanner's looking good, too. No, even Edwin. Edwin, yeah. Edwin won't be around come October. <laughs> but I mean, he's, he's done a nice job with the spot starts. Yeah. Did it's I surprise you that I knew his name? Come on, he's, he's got to be one of the best base running pitchers out there. I mean, that's all that matters is really how, how these guys are running wow, the did, did we just become baseball insiders here? What, what just happened? What just happened? You guys, you guys have a 30-second threshold. If we can take this conversation <laughs> for another 15 seconds, you're done, okay? No. I I'm won't not. ask you for Edwin's last name, Joe. Goodwin. That's not his last name, but there's another guy on the team named isn't Brian. There, isn't there an Edwin Goodwin? There's a Brian Goodwin and an Edwin Jackson. Yeah. I actually knew Close that. Enough. I knew that. Anyway. Give us your final thoughts, Joe. Uh, I I think I'm done. I have many final thoughts, but I'm I'm done for today. I'm done for today. Uh, you're, you know, you're waiting for the solo show, aren't you? You're waiting for the spinoff. The spinoff is it may be in the works. It may be in the works. <laughs> More politics, less sports. Maybe a little. Uh, we you know. we got to tell all our fans that you had uh, two successfully healthy born uh, twins. Yes, so the spinoff show might be delayed, but congrats yes. from the rest uh, of us. It, you, you, thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Uh, like priorities, right? Because all of my, all of the other stuff I do, I don't care about. Um, but I uh, I watched the preseason game from the hospital, um, giving a bottle to one of my twin girls, and I, baby I, uh, A and baby B. Baby A and baby B names are still being uh, somewhat negotiated with my wife, so no <laughs> no breaking news on that. But well, what's what's the rush? Why don't you? You know, it's... why don't you go, Kurt? Kurt, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Think of a female version of it, and I'll, I'll, I'll pitch it. But don't you have to? Isn't it? Isn't there something crazy where you have to like pay fifteen bucks for a birth certificate or something? Uh, I would take my uh, time. If if my bill after <laughs> all of this is fifteen dollars, I would be thrilled. <laughs> just just wait till you see the the healthcare costs of uh, of birthing. Anyway, that's for another day. Um, I, I really don't have anything else to add. I think we got into so many different things um, today. Uh, Packers game coming up. I'm looking forward to seeing what the starters do because, you know, you play with the cards you're dealt, and, and we have to see this offense get back on track. Defensively, they look better than I expected, albeit, you know, in very short spurts. Um, not much learned from game one. I'm looking forward to game two. Uh, looking forward to getting into our rhythm here on this podcast as well, getting in uh, some guests and insiders from um, from other teams as we uh, prepare to um, to face them. But all is well. Thank you all for uh, for tuning in, for listening. For LP, FP, and Stevie, my name is Joe. Thank you for listening. This has been DTC, Defeating the Curse, proud member of Heroes Media Group. Until next time, we are out.